1: Hey, what's up? I missed you. I missed you. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, even though it's only been like a couple weeks. Yeah. Since Friendsgiving. Yeah. What did what's we up? record that same week? I think we did. Shall we? Oh, right, we shall. So, so, what are we talking about? Today we're talking about Albert Fish. Oh, oh the the fisherman. The fisherman. He's Come disgusting. With. He's yucky. Oh shit. I know this story. <laughs> A lot of trigger warnings. Yeah, big old trigger warning for this whole freaking episode. All of it. There's no way to narrow it down. Just... Yeah. So
0: Albert Fish was born May 19th, 1870 in Washington, D.C. His parents were Randall and Ellen Fish. Randall was 43 years older than Ellen and was, oh, 70- yeah. and was 75 years old when Albert was born. Yikes! <laughs> Albert was the youngest child of three other siblings, Walter, Annie, and Edwin. Walter. <laughs>
1: but Edwin. I think one of my fish's name is Edwin on my arm. I think, because didn't I do it or no? I think you did. I think Because probably. you named you named this here puffer fish here. This guy, this guy's Roy. Uh-huh. This I forgot Roy. I
0: named your fish. And
1: this one, I believe, is Edwin. <laughs> Roy and Edwin. Did I name anything else? I think you named one of my turtles, but I don't remember. I don't remember either. One is Judy. The other is Ted. Dude, I don't remember. I would, like, have to go back and, like, scroll, and I'm not doing that, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that.
0: <laughs> the Fish family had a history of mental illness. The uncle had mania. One of the brothers was confined in a state mental hospital, and Annie was diagnosed
1: with a mental affliction? <gasps> okay, well, keep in mind that it was the 1800s, so yeah. mental health is not in the forefront of everyone's minds, and so they probably were all just, like, institutionalized. Right.
0: Three other relatives were diagnosed with mental illnesses and his mother had a rural? Aural. Like, aural? Aural. Aural. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. No.
1: Aural? Aural. 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 Exactly. Like Carl without the... (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is going to be the longest episode on the fucking planet. Aural
0: and or visual hallucinations, you. So she's
1: hearing and seeing shit.
0: Randall was a fertilizer manufacturer. He suffered a fatal heart attack at the Baltimore and Potomac Railroad Station, 1875. Damn, that took a real dark turn. Congressional cemetery records show that he died on October 16th. Ellen then put Albert in St.
1: John's Orphanage in Washington. Yikes! Yeah, he was
0: frequently physically abused there too.
1: Okay, we can feel bad for the child. But the second this man murders someone, you're not allowed to feel bad for him anymore. Okay.
0: Albert actually started to like the physical pain with the beatings that they brought him.
1: Right. Well, because that's, like, psychological. Like, you have to find some sort of, uh, not pleasure, but some sort of, like, levity in the way that you're being treated. Otherwise, you're just going to have, like, a shitty life. And then the, so many just, okay, psychology.
0: It's a thing. By 1880, Albert's mother secured a government job and was able to take Albert back from the orphanage. Oh, so it was just temporary. Yeah. Okay. In 1882, when he was 12, he started a relationship with a telegraph boy. What? In
1: 1880? Wait, what kind of relationship? I don't know. I just said a relationship. Okay. I'm shook that he's, like, with a boy in 1880. Like, wasn't it, like, ultra, like, you could be hanged for being gay? I mean, probably, but that didn't stop people from being gay, Okay, well, that's true, but you can't be publicly- I guess
0: he's, like, fucking 10, so- Well, yeah, and then, like, later on, of course, that's when we find out,
1: because confessions. That's true, that's true. Okay, sorry. That just, like, shook me to my (laughs) core. I was like, excuse me? It is 1880 and, um... (laughs) um, homophobia, so. Yes. The youth, like, the other
0: kids at the orphanage- introduced albert to things like drinking urine and eating feces oh my that's
1: disgusting Mm -hmm. he uh started
0: visiting public baths where he could watch other boys undress and he would spend a good portion of his weekends doing this yikes through his life he would also write obscene letters to women whose names he acquired from classified advertising
1: and matrimonial agencies so match meaning like women who would literally put their name in a newspaper and be like, "I'm single, mm-hmm. marry me," so that my <laughs> marry me. so that my parents can get rid of me. In 1890,
0: at the age of 20, Albert moved to New York City. There, he became a sex worker and began to molest and rape boys, mostly younger than the age of six. Mm, yikes! In 1898, Ellen arranged a marriage for him with Anna Marie Hoffman. They had six children. Jesus! Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry. In 1903, Albert was arrested for grand larceny, convicted, and incarcerated in Sing Sing. Okay. Do they sing there? Probably not. Do you think
1: they have a choir? (laughs) I mean, fuck, they they might. They might call it Sing Sing Singers. (laughs) Sorry, that was really bad. I hate myself. Just keep going. (laughs)
0: Albert later recounted an incident in which a male lover took him to a wax museum where he was fascinated by bisection of a penis and subsequently became obsessed with sexual mutilation. Okay. Several years later, around 1910, Albert was uh, working in Wilmington, <laughs> <beautiful>. <laughs> Delaware, when he met a 19-year-old guy, Thomas Kedden. He took Thomas to where he was staying, and the two began a sadomast- sadomasochistic relationship. Thank you. Relationship. BDSM to the max. Humiliation. That's what, that's what that means. Yep. It was unclear if Albert forced Thomas to do these things, and Albert's confession implies that Thomas was intellectually
1: disabled. So he's taking advantage.
0: Yes. Got it. Get it. After ten days, he took Thomas to an old farmhouse where he tortured him over a period of two weeks. Oh my god, poor Thomas. He eventually tied Thomas up and cut off half of his wing.
1: Like, he bisected it? Or he just, like, oh, cut it in uh, half? It just said, cut it, cut off half. Okay, but I need to know. Like, the head? Or did he cut that shit, like, down the middle? Ah! I didn't even think about that. Thanks. Well, because that's what a bisected penis means like in half. Right. So you can see all of the like tubing, <laughs> <laughs> all the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not a urologist. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> but like, so like, is that what he wanted? Did he like cut it the long way so that it. Well, I didn't ask. Let me go back to 1910 real quick. Uh, oh, this is already in 1910. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay (laughs) moving past the cutting off of the wang (laughs) here's a quote
0: uh i shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me albert later recalled yikes bro yikes he had originally intended to kill thomas cut his body up and take him home but feared the hot weather would draw attention yikes he poured peroxide over the wound wrapped it in a vaseline covered handkerchief left a $10 bill, kissed Thomas goodbye, and left.
1: Sir, you can't just give me $10 to cut my penis in half. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) Another quote. Took the first train I could get back home. Never heard what became of him or tried to find out.
1: This guy is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I don't think
0: I knew this one. In January of 1917, Albert's wife left him for a guy named John Straub. Good. A handyman who boarded with the Fish family. Albert then had to raise his children as a single parent.
1: Oh, <clears throat> poor guy! And, um,
0: after his arrest, Albert told the newspaper that when his wife left him, she took nearly every possession the family owned.
1: Okay, well, that's <clears throat> shitty. That's not cool. But also, fuck this guy. Yes, but the kids don't deserve that.
0: Right, right, right. Albert began to have auditory hallucinations. So, like, hearing again. He once wrapped himself in carpet, saying that he was following the instructions of John the Apostle.
1: John the Apostle was obviously, like, a Bible dude. Yeah. So, what were the apostles again? They're not... Were they the guys that followed Jesus? I was about to ask that, too. Dude, I don't know the first fucking thing about Christianity. Same. Like, not a damn thing. I know that they follow God and Jesus Christ. Yep. And the Bible.
0: That's all I got. It was around this time when Albert began to self-harm by embedding needles into his groin and abdomen. Ow! Oh, fucking ow! That hurts me. After his arrest, x-rays revealed that Albert almost had 29 needles lodged into his pelvic region.
1: <gasps> oh, I'm gonna vomit. Oh! Why? He
0: also hit himself repeatedly with a nail-studded paddle and inserted wool-doused- with a lighter fluid into his anus and set it on fire
1: god this guy is a fucking masochist god damn while albert was never
0: thought to have physically attacked or abused his children he did encourage them and their friends to paddle his butt uh, with the same paddle he used on to like abuse himself
1: that's disgusting in
0: 1919 albert stabbed a intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown. He picked people who were either mentally disabled or African-American as his victims. Later, he explained that he assumed these people would not be missed. Go figure. Albert later claimed to have occasionally paid boys to procure other children for him. Albert tortured, mutilated, and murdered young children with his implements of hell, which included... Stop, is that what he called them? Yeah.
1: Bro! That's what
0: he called them. God Which included a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. July eleventh, nineteen twenty four, Albert found Beatrice Keel, who was eight. She was playing alone on her parents' farm on Staten Island, New York. He had offered her money to come and help him look for a uh, rhubarb. She was about to go with him until her mother ran out and chased Albert away. Good. He left but did return later to the barn. He did uh, try to sleep there and was discovered later by the father and forced him to leave.
1: Fucking gross.
0: Three days later, Albert killed Francis McDonald, who was also on Staten Island. How old was she? Mm, we'll get there. Okay. During 1924, he's now 54 at this time, he was suffering from psychosis. And felt God was commanding him to torture and sexually mutilate children. Oh my fucking God. Shortly before Albert kidnapped a little girl named Grace Bud, Albert attempted to test his implements of hell on a child he had been molesting named Cyril Quinn.
1: The only other way I could think to say it would be Cyril. Mm. But Cyril, Cyril. Quinn and his friend were playing were playing box ball. Box ball? What box is that? Ball. Like foursquare? That's what I thought. Okay, of, it was 1924. 19, they were po- probably playing, like, kick the can or some shit. <laughs> Fucking hoopstick.
0: <laughs> Boxball on a sidewalk when Albert asked them if they had eaten lunch. When they said no, he invited them into his apartment for sandwiches. Stranger danger! While the two boys were wrestling on Albert's bed, they dislodged the mattress. Underneath was a knife, a small hand saw, and a cleaver bro they they became frightened and ran out of the apartment good boys Mm -hmm. stranger danger
1: don't talk to strangers
0: that's right don't talk to them Mm -mm. even though albert was already married he married again to
1: estella wilcox
0: february 6 1930 wait so
1: him and um what's her face never got divorced because she just ran out on him yeah okay bye then again with the fucking polygamy they divorced a week later oh my god (laughs) She's probably like, this guy is fucking nuts. He's shoving needles into his dick. God. (laughs) Making me spank him with this needles or this nail-studded wood board. Like, God. 1924. Or 1930 now.
0: But, okay, now we're going back to May 25th, 1928. Okay. Albert saw a classified ad in the Sunday edition of the New York World that read, Young man, 18, wishes position in country edward bud 406 west 15th street may 28th albert who was 58 at the time paid a visit to the bud family in manhattan under the pretense of hiring edward he later confessed that he planned to tie edward up mutilate him and leave him to bleed to death albert introduced himself as frank howard Bitch. a farmer from farmingdale new york oh my god stop <laughs> Could you be any stupider? He promised to hire Bud and his friend Willie and said he would send for them in a few days. Albert failed to show up, but sent a telegram to the Bud family apologizing and set a later date. When Albert finally returned, he met Edward's little sister, 10-year-old Grace Bud. Oh. He apparently then decided to shift his amorous intention towards grace and quickly made up a story about having to attend his niece's birthday party he convinced the parents to let grace join him for the party that evening albert took grace to a abandoned house he had previously picked out to use for the murder of his next victim oh my god wistria cottage at 359 mountain road located in the east irvington neighborhood of irvington new york yikes there he murdered and consumed the little girl Oh my, he, bro, he, he did not. You're lying. He ate her? The police arrested 66 year old superintendent Charles Edward Pope on September 5th, 1930, as a suspect in Grace's disappearance.
1: So now they're just like blaming innocent. Okay. He this was is accused, fine. he was accused by, uh,
0: accused by Pope's estranged wife. So I can't even tell you why he got accused. It did not say. Did he have any, like, content? Okay, that's so dumb. So, he spent 108 days in jail between his arrest and the trial on December 22nd, 1930. He was found not guilty. That's good. Yeah, and I even had, it didn't say the connection this man had, and he wasn't the dad. The dad's name was Albert Bud. So, like, I absolutely have no idea why this man was even connected
1: I wonder if the Bud family like went to his church because you said he was a pope or is that his name Pope? I think that's his name. It says Charles Edward Pope. So oh. I would because <laughs> wouldn't it be like Pope Edward? Oh, I'm dumb. Or yeah, whatever? you're right. You're right. I don't. Know. I don't know. Then maybe they just. I mean, it was the 30s. You Who know, the fuck knows.
0: Okay. November of 1934. Anonymous letter was sent to Grace's parents, which ultimately led the police to Albert. Mrs. Budd was illiterate and could not read the letter herself, so she had her son read it to her. Stop. That's so sad. And I'm going to read you the no. altered version of the letter. The what? Unaltered. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so, major trigger warning. Okay. Because he gets very- Can I
1: skip forward? Yeah, Can if you I? want.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you really want to go out there and
1: like... <laughs> it's okay. Just keep
0: going. My dear Mrs. Bud. in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma Captain John Davis. By the way, I'm reading this word for word. He was also very illiterate,
1: okay, you know, so back in the times. Okay, so it's kind of jumbled and yes. not make sense. They sailed from
0: San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. Yikes. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out in just what you wanted cut from it. So, boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, oh, sold okay. as veal cutlets, brought the highest price. John said, there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. Disgusting. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, the other eleven. Took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything they had. Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest butt and the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and ate except head, bones, and guts. Oh my god. He was roasted in the oven, all but his butt, boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: The little boy was next, went the same way. At that time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street, rear right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. Brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester. I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs, stripped all of my clothes. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama first I stripped her naked how she did kick bite and scratch
1: oh my god I
0: choked her to death then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms cook and eat it how sweet and tender her little butt was roasted in the oven it took me nine days to eat her entire body I did not
1: I really don't want to say this because it makes me really uncomfortable then don't say it okay if you don't want to say it don't (laughs) okay
0: I'm just gonna... That's the end of that. Why the whole story? This he, fucking guy. He did that a lot. Like, he would write a lot of letters. And
1: he just confessed to her. He didn't sign it like Albert Fish, though, did he? I don't think so, yeah. Because they say. they were under the assumption that his name was Frank. Mm-hmm. What was his Howard, name? I think. So, oh my... Can you imagine reading that letter to your mom about no. her child who's been missing for umpteen bajillion however fucking long? I would be in pure shock i feel like because that's like something out of a horror movie nowadays you know what i mean right like and not like even if you saw it in a horror movie you'd be like that's too much like can y'all chill mm-hmm. it's just too much you're doing too much
0: the police investigated the letter the story concerning captain davis and the famine in hong kong could not be verified the part of the letter concerning the murder of grace however was found to be accurate in its description of the kidnapping and subsequent events Although it was impossible to confirm whether or not Albert actually eaten parts of Grace's body,
1: he probably did because why else would you say that? Like, how else would you come up with that unless you did it? Well, I guess you have to come up with it to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just whatever.
0: The letter was delivered in an envelope that had a small hexagonal emblem with the letters NYPCBA, which stands for New York Private Chauffeur's Benevolent Association. A janitor at the company told the police he had taken some of the stationery home, but left it at his rooming house at 200 East 52nd Street when he moved out.
1: So it wasn't actually Albert's or the janitor's paper stuff.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. The landlady of the room said Albert checked out of that room a few days prior. She said Albert's son sent him money and he asked her to hold his next check for him. William F. King, the chief investigator for the case, waited outside the room until Albert returned. He agreed to go for- in for questioning. Albert didn't hesitate to admit the murder of Grace Bud. What the fuck? All right, so that Frances McDonald, mm-hmm. we're bringing her back around.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Frances McDonald... Uh she was nine on yes. july fourteenth nineteen twenty four uh little Francis was reported missing when he didn't return home he a little boy oh, he was reported missing july fourteenth nineteen twenty four when he didn't return home after playing catch with friends in Port Richmond in Staten Island. There was a search party put together, and his body was found hanging by a tree in a wooded area next to his home. yikes. He had been sexually assaulted and was strangled by his suspenders. According to his autopsy, Francis also suffered extensive lacerations to his legs and abdomen, and his left hamstring had almost entirely been stripped of its flesh. Jesus. Albert refused to claim responsibility for Francis, although he later stated that he intended to castrate the boy, but fled when he heard someone approaching the area.
1: Wait. So he wouldn't admit that he killed him, but said that, oh, I was going to castrate him. Yeah. Okay, dumbass. That's not how that works. Francis's friends
0: told the police that he was taken by an elderly man with a mustache. A neighbor also told police he observed the boy with a similar looking man walking along a grassy path into the nearby woods. Francis's mother, Anna, said she saw the same man earlier that day, telling reporters He came shuffling down the street, mumbling to himself, making queer motions with his hands. I saw his thick gray hair and his drooping gray mustache. Everything about him seemed faded and gray. Because of the description of Albert, he also became known as the Gray Man. Right. Francis's murder remained unsolved until the murder of Grace Bud. On February 11th, 1927, three-year-old Billy Beaton and his 12-year-old brother were playing in the apartment hallway in Brooklyn with Billy Gaffney, who was four years old. Oh, no. When the 12-year-old boy left his apartment, both of the younger boys disappeared. Billy Beaton was found later on the roof of the apartments. When asked what happened to Billy Gaffney, Beaton said the boogeyman took him. Gaffney's body was never recovered. Oh, my God. Listen, initially, serial killer Peter Kudzansowski, beautiful, thank you, was a suspect in Billy's murder. Then Joseph Meehan, a motorman on a Brooklyn trolley, saw a picture of Albert in a newspaper and identified him as the old man who he saw February 11th, 1927. So, like, for, um, when he took Francis. he took him that day and he was like oh
1: hey okay i know that guy they're connecting the dots between grace and billy Mm -hmm. and francis okay
0: the old man had been trying to quiet a little boy sitting with him on the trolley the boy was not wearing a jacket and was crying for his mother and was dragged by the man on and off the trolley what the fuck Beaton's description of the boogeyman matched Albert and Billy matched the child description.
1: Okay, they're connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. That's good. Detectives of the Manhattan
0: Missing Persons Bureau was able to establish that Albert was employed as a house painter by a Brooklyn real estate company in February 1927. On that day, Billy's disappearance, he was working at a location a few miles from where the boy was abducted okay albert claimed the following in his letter to his attorney so i'm gonna read you another letter that he wrote to his attorney oh great i brought him to the river avenue dumps there is a house that stands alone not far from where i took him i took the g-boy there stripped him naked and tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag i picked out of the dump oh my god then i burnt his clothes threw his shoes in the dump Then I walked back and took the trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails, homemade, short handle, cut one of my belts in half, slit these half in six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind till the blood Ran from his legs. Oh my god. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear. Oh my god. Gouged out his eyes. Oh my god. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. Yikes. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. I had a grip with me. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body just below the, his belly button then through his legs about two inches below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off his head, feet, arms, hands, and the legs below the knee. This I put in sacks weighed with stones, tied the ends and threw them into the pools of slimy water you will see along the road going to North Beach. Water is three to four foot deep they sank at once i came home with my meat i had the front of his body i liked best his his monkey and peewees
1: oh i'm uncomfy Caitlin, i'm uncomfortable I'm so uncomfortable. put him in a roast okay oh.
0: in the oven to eat Bah uh. i made a stew out of his ears nose pieces of his face and belly I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt, and pepper. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open. Oh my god. Cut off his bits. Oh my god. And washed them first. (sighs) I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind and put it in the oven. Then I picked four onions and when when the meat was roasted, about one-fourth-fourth hour. I poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put it in with the onions. At frequent intervals i basted his behind with a wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy
1: disgusting
0: in about two hours it was nice and brown cooked through i never ate any roast tur- turkey that tasted half as good as ah uh, that i ate every bit of the meat in about four days
1: oh my fucking god oh fuck this guy fuck this guy oh my god so that was the end of that letter Thank God. How do we even do, can we even corroborate that he did all this or did he literally just like murder them and like dump them? Like, how do we know that he dismembered? Did the they find the body? No, his, Billy's was not found. So there's no proof that this, I am choosing to believe that that did not happen to that poor four-year-old boy. That is what I'm choosing because
0: God damn. Billy's mother, Elizabeth, visited Albert and Sing Sing. Uh, she was accompanied by detective king and two other men she wanted to speak to him about her son's death but albert refused to speak to her albert began to weep and asked to be left alone fuck you after two hours of asking him questions through his lawyer elizabeth gave up she was still unconvinced that albert was her son's killer so she didn't really believe so she, it either okay
1: okay oh um, my fucking god fuck this guy
0: Albert's trial for the murder of Grace Budd started March 11, 1935. The trial lasted about ten days. Albert pleaded insanity and claimed to have heard voices from God, telling him to kill children. Several psychiatrists testified about Albert's sexual fetishes, which included sadism, masochism, flagellation, flagellation, voyeurism, peak risk cannibalism europhilia
1: okay you got that one i think
0: pedophilia necrophilia and easy ones (laughs) yeah and infibulation
1: Uh, i don't know what that means i only know what i tried my best i only know what sadism masochism and um uh necrophilia and pedophilia mean so there's that and cannibalism oh yeah cannibalism but we try to forget about that one yeah baby yeah
0: albert was also noted as a psychiatric phenomenon and that nowhere in legal or medical records was there another individual who possessed so many sexual abnormalities
1: so part of me wonders if this guy's faking it all right could have been like what if he's just like some sort of sociopath did you watch did you watch ratchet no not yet okay in that, well, in that show, the the guy that plays Dandy in the American Horror Story, uh-huh. he plays a, uh, he murdered someone and he came in and uh, came into this, I don't know what the PC term is, but the this, this psychiat- psych- psychiatric ward. And um, he pretended to have schizophrenia and, like, he was exhibiting, like, textbook symptoms of schizophrenia to the point where like the the doctor saw through it Mm -hmm. and like was like wow you're very textbook like i see right through you so part of me wonders if if he's doing that and the doctors just don't see through it you know what i mean right the defense's chief
0: expert witness was frederick wortham who was a psychiatrist with a emphasis on child development he conducted psychiatric examinations for the New York criminal courts. During two days of testimony, Frederick explained that Albert's obsession with religion and specifically his preoccupation with the biblical story of Abraham and Isaac. Genesis twenty-two 22.1-24, Frederick said that Albert believed that similarly sacrificing a boy would be pennant for his own sins and that even if the act itself was wrong, angels would prevent it if God did not approve. Basically, like, if God didn't want him to kill this child, God would be like, no, not that one. That's, that was his mindset.
1: Oh, fuck this guy.
0: Albert attempted the sacrifice once before, but a car drove by and startled him. Oh my god. Edward Budd was the next intended victim, but he turned out a lot larger than Albert thought, so he went for Grace.
1: Right, because he can't pick on someone his own size because he's approximately a billion years old.
0: Even though he knew Grace was female, it is believed that Albert perceived her as a boy. Frederick went into detail about (gasps) Albert's- Oh, that
1: makes sense because she is the only technically female that he killed because Billy and Francis were both boys. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't think about- I have never thought about that.
0: Woo okay. Frederick went into detail about Albert's cannibalism, which in his mind, he associated with communion. Oh my god. Now, just to quickly sum up the ending of his trial, because the article I read kept going on, and it kept repeating itself. Right, 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 right. So, there was a short, quick battle of the questions, is Albert Fish sane or insane? They came to the conclusion that he was sane, and none of the jurors thought he was insane. The judge sentenced him to death by electrocution.
1: Good. Fuck that guy.
0: Albert arrived to prison on March of 1935. He was executed January 16th, 1936 by electric chair at Sing Sing. Good. He entered the chamber at 11.06 p.m. and was pronounced dead three minutes later. Bye. He was buried in the Sing Sing prison cemetery. It is said albert helped the executioner position the electrodes on his body his last words were i don't even know why i'm here according to one of the witnesses witnesses present it took two jolts before albert died oh my god there was a meeting held also after the death of albert and his lawyer james dempsey said he had albert's final statements Which was several handwritten notes, but James refused giving the info out and said, I will never show it to anyone. It was the most filthy string of obscenities that I have ever read. Good. Fuck that guy.
1: Ah, listen, I'm usually, I'm in a, I sit in a really gray area of the, the death penalty and, you know, executing Mm -hmm. people. Because there have been so many just innocent people who have been executed, like, just unjustly, but... God, this guy. Mhm. Like there's no question. There's yeah. no question. Oh my god. Oh, that was disgusting. Well, y'all ain't getting no levity next week either. <laughs> Cause, so bitch. Cuz we're going we are doing some back-to-back serial killer stuff. You did a good job on that one. Thank it's you. just uh heavy. I hope y'all are okay. Go take a bath. Yes. Chill. Listen mm-hmm. to a happier episode. <laughs> Listen, all of our conspiracy theory episodes are pretty fucking funny. So, and honestly, some of these episodes are funny. But, like, or if you need a, a not us episode, um, Pen Badgley from oh, You yeah. has a podcast called Pod Crushed that I have been binging. And I fucking. Is it good? I fucking love it. Hell yeah. I fucking fucking i'm love gonna it. listen
0: to it when i head home
1: it's I, so good
0: i love that man
1: there's literally like interviews they do they they do interviews with like elise Myers. There, lisa kudrow was on there they had jenna jenna ortega um drew barrymore um did i say lisa kudrow yeah the elise. girl from friends girl Le- from lisa friends. kudrow she plays um phoebe buffet oh buffet yeah yeah phoebe and i'm uh, <laughs> sure it's not buffet I don't know. She just they just have like so many really good guests on there. It's just so good. And Penn Badgley's voice is just, oh, chef's kiss. I just oh, I, I would that. let that man talk me to sleep every yes. single night for the rest of my life. Anyways, um All right. We'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. Bye. Goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod@gmail.com at gmail.com or visit our website at MysteriousishPod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe.